You're listening to the Women as in Art podcast, and I am your host, Leah Schrager. Hello, and welcome to Women as in Art. Today we have Elena Zavalov. Am I saying your name right? Zavalev. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Very kind of you. Zavalev, right. Zavalev. Um, and yeah, let's jump right into it. I will read her bio, and then we'll jump into our questions. Elena Zavalev is a co-founder and CEO at CADAF and New Art Academy. She is a Web3 expert with a focus on digital art and education. Elena has successfully built and curated projects and products for artists, curators, and collectors since 2017. Elena teaches art and technology courses at Christie's Education and Sotheby's Institute. Her articles are published in Forbes, Observer, ESPS, Cultural Magazine, Deliote, Art and Finance Report, and more. Elena is on the International Sector Lectures Committee for the Lumen Prize and Digital Innovation and Art Award. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've been to cut off a few times and I love it. So oh, well. I hear you have an update. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you, Leah. And it's great uh, to hear that you've attended Kadaf uh, Art Fairs. So yeah, it's actually since I have sent you my bio, um, Kadaf uh, has had some major updates. So we are now a part of LiveArt, uh, which is an innovative platform uh, for collectors, artists, and curators. Uh, they uh, are found, founded by uh, auction house veterans, and they focus on high-quality blue chip art. Uh, and the idea is basically to present the platform for trading for Web2 art and also for Web3 art. So Kadaf uh, wow. is now part of uh, this group uh, with everything that uh, we are usually doing with the live events, education, uh, different campaigns and shows. Uh, and also I personally, uh, I'm going to be heading their partnerships and marketing department. So it's a lot of excitement, uh, and it's a great time for us to chat. So I'm very that's incredible. Made it happen. <laughs> that's incredible. So what does that mean? Well, I guess explain to people who might not know, to our listeners who might not know more about what Kadaf was, and then what its sort of new version is going to look like. Absolutely yes. So Kadaf was founded in 2019 uh, with an idea to show diverse mediums in digital art in a physical space, and that's exactly what we did since 2019. We've hosted live fairs in New York, in Miami, in Paris, kind of bringing all sorts of digital art from uh, still images to video, animations, 3D, virtual reality, augmented reality, all of that to physical locations. Uh, and uh, that changed a little bit during the pandemic where we had to go virtual and we actually mm. hosted two virtual art fairs during the mm. pandemic. And those were really interesting as well. And uh, the goal of those was to kind of 
move the and bring all the hype and kind of fun that we usually experience at a physical art fair to a digital space. And I think we achieved that. Uh, we also hosted um, augmented reality festivals uh, called Digital Art Month uh, in New York, in Miami, and also in Paris. Also started during the pandemic when it was just we were unable to unable to do anything in the physical space. So we needed. Uh, to have digital art in a public space. So we placed, uh, you know, QR codes with augmented reality filters all over oh, cool. the cities in uh, New York, Paris, and Miami. And we just had fun with that. Uh, and that was really, really great. So through all of that, and that also includes the courses that we've done for Christie's Education uh, now for uh, some years, really. Uh, and this course is focused on education of traditional uh, collector community and just traditional community on Web3 and NFTs. All of that we are bringing now to live art. Um, and that will include physical events, that will include education, and uh, hopefully, and uh, that's one thing that I'm really hoping for, we can really um, um, sell the art that uh, the artists in Kadav community are creating uh, together. Because through these years, uh, one thing that has been challenging is finding the right collectors for the artists that were showing at Kadav immediately uh, as an art fair. So having a community with the collectors uh, has been really, really important for us. And that's what live art has been, uh, uh, has become for us now. They have an extensive community of collectors and not only in the United States, but also in Asia. Uh, and their collectors, I think, are excited to see that's some awesome. of the art that Kadaf has. So that's a, a really great news. That's and incredible. Exciting news. How... Um, <laughs> I'm curious about this, like finding um, a audience and collectors for Web3 art. I assume that involves like NFTs, AI work. Uh, what else? What am I right? Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's challenging. It you know, it also depends on the uh, kind of on the market conditions. So yeah. uh, when the market conditions were really great. Um, people were kind of buying uh, really very diverse works of art and uh, especially people uh, in crypto community. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they were really buying. Right. Uh, but as the market matures, you know, the public becomes more discerning and, you know, people are, um, I think, really interested in buying quality but also are a little bit cautious with uh, purchases in general. Yeah. So finding a community is always to buy is always challenging. And that's what uh, is one of the specialties at Live Art that mm -hmm. they really have that's this great. strong community of buyers. And that's how uh, I'm hoping to, um, you know, to kind of bring two together. Mm. I also, I have been working through the years at Kadaf a lot with the curators. And I'm really interested in bringing more curators to live art because for a variety of reasons. So at Kadaf, I always believe that, you know, curators are the driving force of the market. They are the ones who are talking to the artists. They're the ones who bring the careers of the artists forward. So 
having them participate in the sale, in the smart contract is so, so important. And that's what we will try to do with live art as well. That's awesome. That's like, yeah, that's fantastic. So do you find that majority of collectors are coming from more of the crypto side of things or more of like the fine art, blue chip gallery side of things? Or is it a total mix? So, I mean, initially, I think most of the collectors definitely were more from the crypto space. Uh, the traditional uh, collectors are slowly getting in there. And I don't know if you've been watching sales, but we've seen some exciting sales recently. Yeah. And they, those happened in the traditional auction houses. Right. Uh, so, again, I'm not sure who exactly. The collectors, I think, are crypto collectors. But mm -hmm. in any case, uh, <laughs> just the fact that this works appear in the traditional auction houses is already a good sign and a good step mm -hmm. forward in order to bring these two markets together. And I think it really, you know, depends on what you're actually showing and selling. So mm -hmm. traditional collectors have probably their own tastes and their mm -hmm. own aesthetic that they want to follow. Uh, and they have their own kind of um, judgments on how they select the works that they want to buy. So I think being uh, kind of hearing their needs and trying to accommodate mm -hmm. to those definitely brings us together mm -hmm. and closer. And um, I think, you know, it's the matter of really understanding of what people need, how to present yeah. it to them, how to sell it to them. Uh, because, you know, digital art is just an, another kind of art. And, uh, yes. you know, that's what we've been saying for years now. Yes. But I think but that's exactly the truth. It's, it's just another medium. And this medium, yeah. you know, is definitely appealing to uh, different people. It just needs mm -hmm. to be presented and sold uh, as mm -hmm. in, in, a, in the most attractive way to this mm -hmm. particular audience as, as possible. And, and so what do you find to be val helpful when you're presenting the digital work for people to, I guess, both see it and to want to collect it? Yeah, so I mean, it depends on the work. So in often cases, the artists that I work with, or I used to work with, uh, with Kadaf, they're very, you know, expressive, and they're very passionate about their work. So having artists kind of explaining the work mm -hmm. and being the part of the story is super, super mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, I feel like storytelling is uh, just, you know, something that you cannot go without when presenting any kind of work and yeah. uh, in particular digital and that needs to involve the story about the artist the career mm -hmm. um the the purpose of the work what they're trying to say um you know and the details of the sale like how um you know any any perks or any mm -hmm. additional things utility i don't know anything mm -hmm. that the artist <laughs> is bringing uh along with the work in itself all of that is important so creating this comprehensive story with um uh you know together with the artist is very very important and having mm -hmm. artists involved in the sale as much as possible i think mm -hmm. if the artist is passionate about the uh sale definitely brings things forward yeah that's great and then do you find that when with the digital web 3 art artists are presenting work that exists let's say on a device inside a wallet maybe isn't always displayed because it's in a wallet that you have to open up or do you find people are often putting like a, in a frame on the wall with a digital screen or what are the different kinds of ways people are presenting the digital work 
So I'm all for presenting uh, digital art at scale, and I think yes. at minimum on the screen, but yes. ideally, uh, you know, project it with a nice quality projector. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that digital art is it's a very special category that really becomes powerful when it's at scale, at least at, at the scale that the artist has uh, intended it to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that showing it just on a phone or in the wall, it might not give it enough justice, especially mm -hmm. if we're speaking about yeah. serious artists who, you know, who put in a lot of effort to create the work of art. Mm -hmm. Totally. And what do you think? I feel like, I feel like digital, like uh, web three art is the new photography. Cause I feel like people used to say about photography. I mean, I guess they maybe still do, but just that because you can reproduce it, it takes away value from like the sort of John Berger sense of what was those word? Like the trace or the sort of original individual object. So I'm curious, yeah. I'm curious how you see that, because obviously when you go into Web3 space, it goes to a whole new, new no, a whole nother level because someone can own it, but there can still be infinite reproductions of the work. And sometimes those infinite reproductions of the work actually add value to the work, like perhaps with memes or something like that. So I'm curious how you see that, uh, how you see that kind of, uh, I don't know, influencing what's going on. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I do think it's a new medium, relatively new, although, yeah. you know, uh, we are saying and, you know, people know that it has started, you know, at least mid uh, last century. But the way we're looking at the digital works in the contemporary sense, I, I would still say that it's rather new. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not uh, unlike photography in a lot of, uh, um, you know, in a lot of cases. And that was one of the problems with the digital art earlier, the ease of uh, reproduction and copying uh, definitely, you know, uh, played a role in uh, making the prices not so high and the market not developing fast, fast enough. But with the blockchain technology and, yeah. you know, now with NFTs and um, the, this has been removed. And so we can prove the uniqueness of the work right. with, uh, you know, with, with the proper uh, authenticity record. And that right. kind of uh, makes it That's work. That's really cool. Yes. Um, and do you, are there artists, I'm curious if there are artists that come to mind for you who do work with the virality of, of the images, um, partly because that's just something I'm personally interested in. But just um, if if there are artists, yeah, who are putting also their NFTs or their images into, let's say, like the real world online space that isn't the art world online space. Do you mean the metaverse or what was that? Do you mean the metaverse or what What do you mean? Yeah, you yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I I guess I'm not sure. I'd be curious about the metaverse or maybe Web2 uh, URL browsers as well. Both I would be curious yeah. about. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the works, uh, the browser-based works, but I do believe that actually metaverse experiences are really, really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, if we're talking about the sales and the market for the artist, bringing the art into the spaces where there are uh, thousands, I guess, of people yeah. who are interested in 
uh, exploring and potentially buying can be very, very beneficial. Yeah. So there are artists who have been working with the metaverse for a while. For example, um, uh, Carla Ganis comes to yeah, mind. I don't know if you're familiar with yes, her. Yes, I know her well, wonderful. actually. Yeah. Oh, great. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's a wonderful artist. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. And she's been uh, working, uh, creating different um, experiences and the visual uh, implementations for the metaverse for a while. Uh, and I think it's, it's a great uh, experiment. So I'm all for it. And in general, I think uh, experiencing digital art in the variety of kind of realities is mm -hmm. uh, definitely, um, you know, very powerful. So I am, uh, for example, friendly with a group called uh, DSL Collection, which is a uh, uh, one of the largest uh, or the largest actually uh, contemporary Chinese art collections mm -hmm. in the West. And they have created a virtual reality museum for their collection mm -hmm. a while ago. I'm afraid to say when, but <laughs> definitely, uh, I guess, um, more than 10 years ago. I think. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. And uh, yeah, and, and it, it's, it's an extremely powerful way to show the works. And those are not necessarily always digital works, but mm -hmm. uh, even physical works in a virtual uh, reality mm -hmm. environment and it's a unique way for them to share their collection with the world mm -hmm. um yeah and in general virtual reality works can can be something super right, interesting right, but right, uh, right. having this multitude of realities in the digital yeah. space i think is necessary and we have to be open to it uh, in order to experiment and to mm -hmm. see new developments and to kind of move forward it's so exciting. It's a whole new dimension to the canvas to tie it to because it adds that spatial dimension that, uh, yeah, that we just couldn't access before. Exactly. Exactly. Is that, is that, is it right? Would it be this? I guess it is like a spatial kind of time based kind of spatial. Yeah. Go from 2D to 3D to 4D is, I guess. <laughs> no way we're doing. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me get into some of my more standard questions. Um, I'm curious to hear uh, what you see as the opportunities for women in particular in in this new Web3 space. Um, I guess the opportunities and challenges. Yes. So, I mean, it's a great question. I do believe that there are a lot of opportunities. I myself have been working you know, throughout my Web3 career, I have been working uh, mainly with women and mm -hmm. I see so many talented women in the space. I do think that, uh, you know, even though the space is driven by technology, it is pretty inclusive for mm -hmm. women in different areas. And I see, you know, now working at LiveArt, for example, head of product uh, there, uh, is a wonderful woman. And so the, there are a lot of, and, and there are a lot of other women. So really, I think that in general, in the Web3 space, uh, there are a lot of opportunities. I mean, as in any other space, there are also things that are complex and, uh, you know, uh, it's a fast-paced space. So combining, you know, finding the balance is always uh, something tricky but it's true for every other yeah. field i think as well but at least web3 um how i see it it's a bit more inclusive that's awesome um where 
uh, where and how do women find empowerment in art? Uh, so it's a, it's an interesting question. I mean, I'm empowered by art just by the way that it exists. I don't know. I can't imagine yeah. my life without art. I'm fascinated by art. I'm inspired by it. I find energy from it. Speaking to artists is always something, you know, uh, very, very inspiring and brings you to a completely different dimension and gives you a lot of new ideas. So I think art just gives power. Uh, and artists, you know, inspire and empower anyone, mm -hmm. women and men and everybody. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just totally I love that. Um, what is your take on the relationship between feminism and art? So I think that it's also a great question. So feminism in general, it's a very important movement and mm -hmm. uh, it needs to be a part of our lives. And uh, there is a very strong, you know, historically relationship between uh, artists uh, identifying themselves as feminist, feminists and bringing, uh, you know, feminist art uh, to the world. So um, if we talk about digital art, I think that there is just a lot of, there are a lot of uh, opportunities for women there to create art and to bring their mm -hmm. art to the audiences. That comes, unfortunately, with uh, some drawbacks as well, because, you know, I see a lot of discussions that, um, you know, women artists, for example, are not as successful sometimes in sales as male artists and that male artists, uh, male collectors are buying uh, art by uh, male artists. So all of that comes uh, as a part uh, of the conversation, unfortunately. But I don't know. I, I, I really think that it's still a very new space and there mm -hmm. are a lot of opportunities for women to participate and yeah. for women artists to participate. And um, I think the only way how to do it is just to move forward, to be, to try to be, you know, persistent um, and uh, kind of show up, you know, show up and be confident and mm -hmm. uh, sure that what you are doing is right. And, um, you know, and, yeah. and put the prices that uh, are kind of on par with, uh, with men. And mm -hmm. that's something that hopefully is going to change things. And of course, uh, you know, for the organizations, it's very important to give platform for these women to show art, to yeah. speak about their art. And that's something that I've been trying to do through my mm -hmm. career, but I think a lot of people are doing so. That's I great. great. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, and so if so, okay, so for, let's say an artist who wants to get started in Web3 work, let's say they've done a bit, where would you recommend are there resources for them? Like kind of a beginner's how to get, understand it, how to get into it guide? Yeah. So I'm always, you know, I like examples of different looking at examples of different other people and i don't see any shame in that i look at the things that i think work and i try mm -hmm. to kind of not necessarily copy that but to yeah. i don't know to understand why they work and how to yeah. make them work for me yeah. and that's what i do as any really professional including mm -hmm. an artist because an artist is a professional in a way you know they're mm -hmm. trying to sell their work and um, 
yes. So what I would do is trying to find the artists that mm. are inspiring to me, that I look after, mm. that I think are doing well in their careers. Find them on Twitter because Twitter is one of the main tools for this community uh, and start following them on Twitter and start seeing what they're doing, how they're developing their careers. Mm -hmm. And I think everything else will follow. But first to find this group of people that are inspiring to you and that you're looking uh, kind of um, to, I don't know, to understand what works for them and trying to find things that work for yeah. you looking at them yeah that's great it's very interesting i feel like the art it used to be that to kind of connect with the art world you'd go to instagram but now i'm hearing a lot more often and i think it's because of the more web3 crypto based stuff that that is really a twitter community um i kind of i'm curious Definitely. how that do you know how that happened do you know how the switch happened <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, I think it all depends on the buyers. So yeah. a lot of these crypto buyers, they uh, yeah. like Twitter more than Instagram. Maybe they're less visual, mm -hmm. more information driven. So yeah. Twitter as a source of news and information has been useful for them. Mm -hmm. And I think historically that's how, you know, art really got in there. Mm, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. The buyers, the coders. There's also a really big, yeah. I feel like there's also a big um, ethic of sharing that I've seen within the, within the sort of new technology space, which is really fascinating. People seem to like give advice for free and ask questions and get answers from people, you know, they don't even know. It's pretty cool. Um, Definitely. That and that happens. maybe comes from the open source, yeah. uh, you know tradition for the developers and uh mm -hmm. you know uh, i think it makes a lot of sense for the web3 artists as well yeah yeah um what do you see as the most exciting new forms of work uh in terms of let's say within the web3 universe do you Does mean that art? Or... yeah art yeah <laughs> yeah i do although if something else comes to mind feel free to but yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> um, I am excited about different kinds of art. I mean, generative art is definitely on the rise. It's very popular. I do like augmented reality art. I have been showing a lot of it. And I think that incorporating AR with the physical um, object is very powerful. And I, uh, I would love to see more interesting projects like that. I do uh, like collaborations in general, mm -hmm. and I do like collaborations between artists and artists, artists and curators, mm -hmm. artists and brands, curators and brands, and that's yes. how uh, this market also works. And I would like to see more opportunities for that. So I would love to see mm -hmm. more open calls by the brands or mm -hmm. seeing in general more collaborations of the brands, not just with the established RAs or just, you know, very niche, but in a more kind of open way. I think this would be very interesting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, making digital art available to more people. 
uh, is very exciting to me. And, you know, I always enjoy the collaborations that, uh, you know, for example, Uniqlo had with MoMA. So having a brand like that yeah. to collaborate with, um, you know, a company in digital art or with a group of artists and having this ongoing program of art presented to general public would be amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. That would be very exciting. I agree. Or it, it, as it develops, it'll be exciting to see what happens. Um, Absolutely. Who are the artists that you're really excited about right now? So I'm excited about different artists. I'm studying a lot. So one of the projects that I'm working on right now with live art is actually, uh, there are two projects that I'm working on closely. One is Chen Man, who is a contemporary photographer who's done a lot of photography, uh, celebrity photography, really. Yeah. But she has been re uh, releasing with them their, uh, her NFT uh, project, which is based on AI uh, images that uh, she generated. And those are based on the photographs of Grimes that she has done for <sighs> her job. And those are very exciting for me. The other Same. one is a contemporary Chinese artist, Yumin Jun who is uh, just a traditional, like a very successful traditional uh, um, contemporary Chinese artist. And he's doing his first NFT project with live art. So that's definitely oh, exciting. Cool. That's from the live art world. But I'm always excited by the, you know, by the artists that I've been working with and something, you know, some people that come to mind that Claudia Hart, whose mm -hmm. art is super interesting. And I think she's so prolific and she's been doing so great uh, recently. Yeah, mm -hmm. Carla Gani, Sasha mm -hmm. Styles, Ana Maria Caballero and people like that, they mm -hmm. inspire me. And um, I, I love, I love the energy behind their art and, uh, yeah. and their work. And I really, you know, always follow them and always want to do more projects with them. That's awesome. That's so wonderful. So I guess oh, I think I might be out of questions. Is there anything else that you can think of that you'd want to add? No, I think that's great. This has been really, really fun. I would love to encourage more women getting into Web3 mm -hmm. space. And if somebody has questions or feels uh, that they have questions about getting into Web3, I would love to, uh, you know, speak to them. I'm myself coming. I've worked in more traditional art market uh -huh. before. And even before I used to work in fashion. So my career hasn't oh. been uh, always uh, in Web3, but uh -huh. I really enjoy the space and I would love to share with uh, as many people as possible. That's wonderful. How would someone get in contact with you? Uh, I think my email at LiveArt now is the easiest. It's elena at liveart.io. Great. Awesome. Or follow me on Instagram. Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's great. Um, well, thank you so much. It was super, uh, yeah, super interesting stuff. You're just totally on the cutting edge of it all. It's very exciting. So I'm excited to see what LiveArts does, what Kadaf does with LiveArts. It's very cool. Are you planning to have a, uh, to be in Miami again? And then I guess New York, you were in recently, right? Quite recently. Yeah. Yes, we were there in November. Right. Definitely planning to be in Miami at yeah. some capacity. And yeah. we're also planning some events internationally. So maybe oh, cool. Dubai in the spring, oh, if that wow. works out. Good. So that's really that's exciting. Great. Yeah. That's super exciting. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Um, and I'll see you online. <laughs>
Thank, Thank you. you. That was really, really great. Wonderful. Thank you okay. so much. Bye. This has been the Women as an Art podcast hosted by me, Leah Schrager. Please visit womenasanart.com for more information and to find us on socials. Thanks.